When you're hurt or frustrated or embarrassed, what do you do? What about when you're exhausted or or stressed? How do you react to people? Do you lash out with extreme moodiness? Do you sort of shut down and detach from people? Or do you just smile through the difficulties and, and try to act like nothing's wrong with you? Most everyone has internal relational risk that can just sort of ooze when life gets tough or, or when certain things are triggered within us. And in this session, I want to share with you what leadership risks are all about and three things that you can do to minimize the effects that they have on your influence. Stay tuned. Hey there, I'm Ryan Franklin, and I would love for you to join me every week as we explore leadership topics that will help you get the clarity needed to move your organization forward. Just hit the subscribe button and the bell to get notified as soon as I post a new session. And before we get started, I do want to mention that I have a great product called the Christian Leader Blueprint. It's a solid model for leadership development. And if you've been looking for something that can help you or your team members develop in leadership, look no further than the Christian Leader Blueprint. I want to give it away to you as my gift. Just go to ChristianLeaderMadeSimple.com and you can download it for free today. And without any further delay, let's get to our session. Leadership risks are behaviors that when we leave them unchecked, they'll damage the influence that we have with others and may even have the possibility of derailing or undermining your leadership altogether. And these risks, they may or may not have an immediate impact in the moment, but they'll slowly erode a leader's influence over time and and greatly limit the overall progress of a church or an organization. And although these leadership risks look a little little different in each one of us, one thing we do have in common is that we all have them. And unfortunately, every one of us have had our hearts hurt at one time or another, and these risks develop from relational hurts and pains that we experience throughout life, especially in childhood. And there's not a person alive that doesn't have some sort of pain in their past. And there's not a person alive that that hasn't created some sort of defense posture towards things that we may perceive as a threat to our hearts. And we have to understand that these defenses are not always a bad thing. We need our defenses. It's what keeps us alive. It's what keeps us from more hurt from unsafe people. Defenses are very important to our health and our livelihood and our ability to thrive. And from a spiritual perspective, Listen to what Paul says about our defenses in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 11. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We have to armor up, so to speak, and, and protect ourselves from the wiles of the devil. And, and of course, this is spiritual, but it's just as applicable and important from a relational perspective as well. Listen to what King Solomon says, Proverbs 6, Proverbs 4, verse 23. Keep thy heart 
with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And here's a few reasons we should protect our hearts. Number one, your heart has, a, has tons of value. Your heart is the essence of who you are. It's the core of your being. It's the part of you that connects to God and to other people. And, and Solomon says, above all else, which means we've got to make it the highest priority. And then the, the second reason to guard your heart is the vitality of your life depends on your heart. Solomon says that it's a wellspring of life. And that means that everything good that comes out of you is going to flow from your heart. And then the third reason is your heart is always under attack. Solomon knows that there's a war in life and that there are people seeking to devour others. And it's sad, but it's true. And so I want to preface the rest of this session by saying, as leaders, we must guard our hearts. And it's important that we have boundaries and we enforce those boundaries because healthy defenses and boundaries are needed in leadership and in life. But there's times when these good defenses we've put in place sort of get in the way of our healthy, life-giving relationships. And this is where those defenses can, come, can become an issue. And there's usually a negative side to these good defenses. And, and when they become an issue, we call these leadership risk. But I want you to get this. Unfortunately, most of the time, we aren't even aware that we're using the same defenses that protect us from unhealthy relationships. We're not even aware that we're actually using those same defenses on our healthy relationships as well. And this is unfortunate, but it happens to many of us. It, it happens to us, but it also comes from us as well, without us even realizing what we're doing. And when our defenses go unchecked, they sometimes begin to damage our influence as leaders. And so that's why if, if you really want to be a healthy relational leader, it's so important to become more aware of our risk and the things that trigger those unhealthy reactions. Now, I want to reiterate that these risks are sometimes hard to recognize, and they're often referred to as blind spots in our leadership. And let me give you an example of, of what I'm talking about. I've got a coaching client that, that has an amazing ability to be compassionate towards others. That's one of his greatest gifts. The, the people he leads just feels the love and the care and the acceptance that comes from him. That's one of his greatest leadership tools. But when he's tired from a, a couple of crazy weeks in a row and, and maybe a lack of sleep and, and there's just a, a buildup of stress from all that's on his plate, and then he has to tell some, something that, that to, to someone that they don't want to hear, maybe to confront a situation or, or to tell someone no. Who likes to tell people no? And this is when his compassion can get the best of him. He doesn't want to hurt the other person's feelings, so he gets a little passive-aggressive. That's one, one leadership risk. And he, and he sort of skirts around the issue, and, 
and he handles it in a in a passive way. And and in these tough times, the leader can be outwardly supportive by to, to someone, but then dig his heels in under the surface. And and you may know exactly what I'm talking about when I say passive aggressive behavior. Most people have felt this type of uh, of behavior. And let me let me tell you, passive aggressive behavior is one of the most difficult risk to endure from the other side. The other person having to experience this behavior knows that there's a problem and is so frustrating to this person, but he just can't figure out why he's feeling this way when he interacts with the, with this leader. And so instead of the leader just being straightforward with the truth and and using that amazing gift of compassion to tell someone a hard thing, instead the relationship is strained and this passive-aggressive behavior, and, and, and it may not hurt the relationship the first time, but over time, if this happens over and over again, it just continues to deteriorate and erode the relationship. And this is just one of the many types of risk that are out there. There's tons of others. Maybe you've, maybe you've seen someone get really selfish when they're stressed and tired. That's a risk. Uh, maybe there's moodiness and unpredictable emotional swings with some people. There's withdrawal when a leader just tunes out others. Another risk is, is, a, is the worrier risk when a leader has trouble just making a decision and, and that frustrates people that they lead when they can't get an answer to their, to their question. And then there's leaders who just want to please everyone or a leader that struggles with perfectionism so everyone around them uh, is driven crazy by their perfectionism. There's all sorts of, of negative behaviors that can create a risk to the effectiveness of our leadership. Two of the things that, I, that I've personally worked to overcome that I deal with myself, and I'm still working to overcome it, is perfectionism and moodiness. These things raise their heads when, when I'm most tired and I'm most stressed. And so if these things are so detrimental to leadership influence, what can we do about all of this? What can we do to help this passive-aggressive tendency or the, or the perfectionism or the moodiness risk? I'm going to give you three things from the Christian Leader Blueprint model. The first thing is you want to establish a better rhythm of life. The leader's first defense is to create a healthy rhythm of life, to sort of minimize the unnecessary stress in the leader's life, to, to get adequate rest, to function with a good work-life balance. Because when life is healthy and it's in a good rhythm, those tough, stressful times, they're just not going to show up near as much. And so the risk won't show up near as much either. And when we're healthy in rhythm, we have the ability to respond to people in a much better way. The second thing that will help your leadership risk uh, is see yourself more clearly. Awareness alone is very powerful when it comes to risk. We can raise our awareness with the help of a counselor or an executive coach, and we can sometimes raise our awareness just by, by having good honest conversations with, with people we live, we, we lead with, either organic conversations or maybe a 360 assessment. And when a leader becomes more aware of one of his risks, 
like passive-aggressive behavior or egotism or perfectionism or whatever, the awareness alone will help him have the ability to make a choice to push against his grain and respond in a different manner. And then the third thing that will help your risk is grow your character. The last and most effective way to minimize those negative risks is to grow your character. And when I say grow your character, I don't mean your your morals. I mean grow the things that increase your ability to face the realities of life. And unfortunately, this is not easy. It takes a ton of hard work. It it has to do with growing your ability to create and maintain boundaries and your ability to engage in need-based relationships and to regulate emotions in a healthy way. And it has to do with the ability to experience loss and failure and weakness properly and, and our ability to expand and maintain our capacity, all of those things. Growing your character takes lots of time. And this is the part that usually requires lots of help from coaches and counselors and and healthy peer relationships in your life. And if you truly want to minimize the effects of your risk on your life and leadership, then work hard to grow your character. Because if you want greater influence with people, the most effective leadership is possible when we make the the necessary adjustments to soften and possibly even remove these risks from our lives. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you have a great day. God bless you.